was just going to say, just be... Mr. Cook, over to you. Okay, so my first task is going to be to share my screen. So while we get the things out of the way here, sorry, I've got a lot of things on my screen at the moment. Let me just share my screen. Okay, I should be presenting. Just let me know if you can see it. Good. Okay, so Paul has said at the beginning of the seminar, uh, sorry, at the beginning of his discussion a few moments ago about the seminar itself. And I was trying to reach out to him and just say, I'm going to spend a few moments going through the practicalities of what the, the talks are in the background of the seminar. So can I say, are you seeing the seminar layout on your screen? Yes. Okay, sorry, yes. the, the reason I'm asking is I'm I'm on that screen myself, but I, I wasn't quite sure what you were seeing. Okay, so let's go through it. As we look tonight, as Paul said, it's the introduction, and with the introduction Paul gave me, I'm not quite sure I'm suited for giving this introduction, but I'll trust the Lord that he'll lead me in the right way. Let's talk a little bit, not so much about the speakers for a moment or two, but about the background of the seminar itself, and Paul indicated that the whole idea of the seminar is to try and build up our relationship with the Lord. And I'm just going to go through each of the topics and just briefly, you know, sort of point out what's coming in the seminar itself. So next week when you come in, we will be talking about God's love, but in a special way, basically outlining why it's so important for us to understand how God loves us and what that love is about. The following week, we will follow on with the talk on salvation many times we hear in our lives people asking the question are you saved um will i have a savings account no no i didn't ask that are you saved well hmm. you know i went swimming and somebody pulled me out of the water yes i was saved no no are you saved and a lot of people struggle with the understanding of what we mean by are you saved well that particular talk i do hope will bring about an understanding of what the mean, meaning of the word saved is all about. The following week, we'll talk about new life. How can we go from the existing things we're doing and living today, moving into the new life that the Holy Spirit promises to each one of us when we go through the seminar and come through the end of the seminar and start our new journey? The week after, we're putting in a new topic. Well, not a new topic because it's always there, but we've never really had it on its own to be able to discuss it properly. In this particular session, we will talk specifically about the charismatic gifts and spend a little bit of time talking around each of those gifts and the purpose of them, and hopefully giving you an understanding of the gifts you should ask for when, we be, when we're praying for you to be baptized in the spirit. And the one thing that all of us need to understand, nobody, nobody is deprived of any charismatic gift. The beautiful thing about the Holy Spirit is that he will give you every gift that is needed at the point in time it needs to be used. But we're so fearful and so nervous about that particular statement. Many times we are asked to do something, to pray for somebody, to pray for healing, to 
pray for wisdom, to pray, whatever the, the prayer we're being asked for or the gift we're being asked to use, we're nervous and we're uncertain. So hopefully after that talk, we'll have a few more people that feel a bit more comfortable to reach out and do what the Lord is asking them to do. The following week, we will then talk about how do we go about receiving God's gifts, the charismatic gifts specifically, but all the gifts that God has got to offer us once we start this journey with him. The following week, we will pray for the baptism in the spirit for each one of you. And again, just an understanding. When we talk about the baptism in the spirit, it is not the leaders who will baptize you. It is part of the Lord's command to all of his disciples, as he commanded to the apostles, go out and baptize in my name, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So when we pray that prayer of baptism over you, none of the leaders have the ability to do what God wants to do. Only the Lord will do that. So please, when we're in that situation, because it is a virtual baptism in the spirit, understand we don't have to be in the room with you. The Lord will help you and guide you. And it is the Lord himself who will baptize you. We follow that with a talk on growth, giving you the basic principles of what to do in this new journey that you're going into, giving you ideas of how this journey needs to be managed and the tools that you will have available for you to go on that journey. And then the final talk in terms of the seminar itself is about transformation, where we will give you the background of the way that your life will start to take that new journey, how it will form and be transformed into the way that God wants you to be for him and for yourself going forward. And then the final step will be a celebratory mass where we will come together in a Zoom meeting, obviously, but celebrating all that the Lord has done for us during this period of time we go through the seminar. Now, I do understand some of you are looking and saying, well, Paul told me that already. And the answer is, yes, he did. So what I'd like to do now is just share a little bit more. Let me go up to the top and I'm going to change my view for you for a second so you can see the side. When Mary asked me about sharing the introduction, I said to Mary, what's the theme of the seminar? And she came back and she said, there are a lot of hurting people out there. There are a lot of people who are struggling. And as you can see, I've dropped the screen down purposely to show the theme in the picture that you're seeing. And it says, sing for joy, O heavens, and exult, O earth. Break forth, O mountains, into singing, for the Lord has comforted his people and will have compassion on his suffering ones. And that reading is taken from Isaiah 49, 13. Why I'm raising that point to you is that with the point that Mary gave me about thinking about the way forward and trying to talk in the introduction to encourage people to be on this seminar. Several things came to mind over the last week or two, and today has been a day from hell. Truthfully, it has, because as I've been trying to concentrate on what to say tonight, what has been happening, I've been really interfered with a lot by Satan trying to prevent me thinking of the clear things to think and say. So 
the Lord has plans for that. And basically coming out of the day, when we started the praise and worship, the Lord started giving me thoughts to write down. And I've done that. And I'm going to read to you the way that the Lord has guided me. So the first thing I've just shown you, what is the theme of the seminars? Sorry, of the seminar. The next point was a, a reading that I picked up the other day from one of our announcements going out on one of the Men in Christ groups. And I just want to go to it because there's a couple of readings I want to share with you as we go through it. So let me just quickly flip back to it. Murphy's Law, when you're looking for something, it suddenly vanishes. Here we go. Sorry, thing with mobile phones, sometimes they can be a blessing and other days they can catch you out very badly. It's just on that. Okay, let me start with this one. The first one I want to share with you is Proverbs 3, verses 5 to 6. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. The other one I want to share with you is out of the book of Acts. Now, there is a reason for giving you each of these scriptures. I'll knit the story together properly in a moment. In Acts 2.17, it says, And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith the, saith the Lord, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Now, when we start to look at the readings that I'm, I'm reading with you at the moment, it's trying to give you an understanding that there is a purpose to everything we do in life. And as I reflected about the way forward, one word kept coming back to me, and that was the word peace. When we look at ourselves at the moment in this time of turmoil that we've come through and COVID and the aftermath of COVID, we start to question an awful lot of things in our lives. So the first question I want to ask you, and I will answer it towards the end of the talk in a moment, and that was the word that kept coming to me. Do you know the God of peace? Now, it's very important to keep that in mind, the God of peace, because when we think and reflect after the resurrection, the word that the Lord used every time he came into the presence of the apostles and the, and the disciples was peace be with you. My peace be with you. Be at peace. Keep those in mind for a few moments. So when we think about that word peace, what causes us to lose our peace? Why do we lose our peace? Why do we end up in so much chaos and confusion? Well, one of the things that I've learned in my life is that Satan causes us to lose our peace so that we lose focus on what's important in our lives and in our journey with the Lord. And when we realize that our peace has been taken away from us, then we can start to do something about it. As I was reflecting 
during praise and worship, I was asking the Lord, show me what it is that you want me to share with the various people on the seminar to encourage them to do the seminar. Now, please, I am not saying this is you or it's not you, but the words that came through and I've written them down. Mary said it to me the other day, so I'm repeating the first one that she said. There are a lot of hurting people out there. The next sentence that came is there are a lot of broken and frightened people. There are a lot of lost and desperate people. There are a lot of people who've lost the direction. And then the next part of the understanding that came through was personal statements of people reflecting some of the things that are going on in their lives. I cannot be forgiven. He has abandoned me. I am not worthy of his love. Who am I? Why should he care about me? A moment or two later came some more. What has he ever done for me? How do I know he is there? How can I believe he will answer me? Why should I trust him? I have nothing to give. Why should I go on doing what I am doing? Is there a better life? Surely this is not all I am. It's difficult at times to think about those words and try and see what it is that God is saying to each one of you. What I am saying is to share with you this journey that you're about to go on is a journey of change. It's a journey of investigation. It's a journey of risk. And in the end, it becomes a journey of trust. Are you willing in the next few weeks to go and find that relationship that Paul spoke about? Surely you can imagine the state of the apostles when they found that this person they'd been following, believing that he was the Messiah, truly the Messiah, when he ended up in Jerusalem and was accused and taken prisoner and charged as a common criminal and crucified, can you imagine the sorrow and the pain they must have felt? The uncertainty, the, the loss, the desperation in each of them, suddenly realizing that the person they believed was going to fulfill all the dreams had vanished. This, this person that was going to answer every question they ever had was now hanging on a cross. The despair and the doom and the uncertainty of those statements must have weighed heavily on each one of them. Now, if you remember when the Lord rose again on Easter Sunday, the first people he appeared to was Mary Magdalene. Not to the men, not to the disciples that he'd been walking with. To the lady, in a sense, that had been forgiven so much 
and the one that desired so much to find what they'd done with the body of the Lord. And she saw him and she re didn't recognize him. The important thing of what the Lord did next after coming to the one person that in a way personifies each one of us, the ones that have got so much to be forgiven. And we don't believe that the Lord will ever come to us. The example of Mary Magdalene is a very good example. But let's move forward to the point in time when he appears to the apostles and the disciples in the upper room. The first thing he says to them is peace. He is giving back to each of them what they have lost. He's restoring in their hearts what has been taken away from them, their fears, their anxieties, their worries, their concerns about what is to happen with them. The Lord is telling them, I am with you. I am here. But to understand that and why we must look at this journey in the life and the spirit is for each one of us individually to take that journey with the Lord, to find out what it truly means to be loved by God, to know the cost and the extent that God was going to go to so that you would understand how special you are to him. To be able to show you that there is life, that there is the ability to change where you are now and to go in the direction where God wants you to go. He will give you the ability to do what he did and more if you will trust and believe that you can receive the gifts that God wants to give you. If you allow yourself to be in the presence of the Lord and allow him to baptize you with his Holy Spirit, you will find this journey takes a new direction. Yes, some of you have done this journey many times before and are doing it again. What is new for you? Well, what is new for you is still that journey of growth is ongoing. For the newcomers, it's a new start. It's a new beginning to learn what God wants of them. But for you that have done it before, it's just another seminar. Is it? Is it really? Have you truly learned what God wants of you and what God wants to do with you? And are you using your gifts to the fullest of your abilities? Or are you still frightened? Are you still hiding what God has given you? Are you prepared to grow in what you've been given and to transform to the being that God wants you to be? Both the new people doing the seminar and the people who've done it before. So what I'm encouraging each one of you is to understand how important it is for each of you to make a decision tonight. Many years ago, Paul mentioned from my side of it, when I joined the Charismatic Renewal, a lot of the things and some of the points I read out were part of my life at that stage. I was running in the wrong direction. 
I wasn't the person God wanted me to be. I was struggling with so many things. And yet, because of what the world was promising, I was going in the world's direction, not mine. Not God's, my apologies. It was mine because I chose that path. And I, I, I purposely was living the life that I wanted to lead. But it wasn't taking me to where God wanted me to go. And it took a life in the spirit seminar to soften the heart that was hard, to change the person that I was into the person that God wanted to mold me into being. I found out a while afterwards that one person in my life that I didn't really know too much about their prayer life had been praying for almost 20 years for the change in me. And sadly, that person had passed away before that change came. But the prayers that were prayed still had the effect in my life to bring about a change. How many people are praying for you or have been praying for you? And this is the opportunity for you to come and take this journey and find that change. Are you worthy of this journey? God's not asking that of you. God is asking, are you prepared to walk this journey with me? Are you prepared to reach out and understand who and what I am in your life? Are you able to have faith, faith like a mustard seed, enough to reach out your hand and let me take you through this journey? To share with you the relationship I want to give you. To know what it means to be a beloved son or daughter of the Father in heaven. To understand what it means to have the Holy Spirit living within you. There is a promise that I would never leave you or forsake you. That promise has never changed. It is always the same. But through the power of my spirit, you will find peace. I don't promise you journeys that are going to be straight and uneventful without risk or without trouble. But I will walk you through your journey in life and I will lead you in the ways I want you to go. Not around the storm, not bypassing the troubles, but through the storm and on over the troubles every day will be a new day if you trust in me and i will show you the way to go but in this journey you need to learn to trust me are you able to journey with me in these weeks to come allow me through the power of my spirit to guide you into the place i want you to be like all things, it is a risk. And as in all things, you have a choice. I will never force my spirit upon you. And I will never guide you in a way you don't want to go. So this is a moment of choice. I will continue to ask you, even if this journey tonight does not start for you, I will always be there seeking you and asking you to walk in my ways. Each of you have come out of a time of turmoil, of trial, of tribulation. 
this disease that is still with you and has not yet gone away. It is still there as a burden on humanity. And many of you have asked those questions which I shared with you a while ago. You are worthy of my love. You can walk in my ways. You are not somebody that I have discarded or lost. You are not to be destroyed and forgotten. Each one of you are special to me and my Father in heaven. Are you prepared to risk this journey? To risk the realization that you are loved and special in the eyes of my Father and in my eyes and through the power of my Spirit to be led in the journey that I want you to walk. Lord, I just thank you that in everything we do, you bring about a peace in our hearts. You bring about a change in our lives. But this journey that you are asking each one of us to take, let us be attentive to your voice, to your leading. And if this is truly the journey you want us to take, allow us to be open, to receive your word, to know the truth of the relationship we want to be in with you. And this night, Lord, as we reach out now through the power of your spirit, any of those statements that were in the hearts of those that are here tonight, truly show them, Lord, that those words may be in their hearts, but not the words in yours, that you will meet each one of the people this night exactly where they are, and you, Lord, will guide them into the relationship you want them to be in. In Jesus' name, amen. Mr. Cook, uh, 